Podcasting from the heartland of America in the state of Missouri, this is Recovering Faith, a show about increasing or regaining faith, trusting God when it doesn't appear to make sense to do so, and coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. I am your host, Gene Curl, and I wholeheartedly welcome you to this show. Hello and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. This is the 30th episode, and today we have a special guest, and our special guest today is Desiree Moore, uh, a blogger. Uh, Her blog is God's Little Treasure. Hello. Desiree, can you tell us a little about yourself and a little about your blog? Sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me on this. I think this is a great podcast. I'm super excited. Thank you. That's, That's too kind, really. Um, my blog is about overcoming childhood trauma, um, and I basically just take you on the raw journey of healing um, and the things that God shares with me, and also just entering like adulthood and sharing things like that. I also talk about foster care and adoption because that's a bit of my story as well. My memory's not as great as I wish it was, so let me consult my notes to see what questions I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I understand. When we talked before, you told me a little about your faith while growing up and what impact uh, that had on your life. Can you talk a little about that? Oh, it totally did. Um, growing up, I grew up in church. Um, I always tell people I attended church. I didn't so much go and really like receive um it was just a place where i went on sundays um so i didn't really learn much about god and my faith was really tainted because in my household um i was it was a very abusive household so i would always pray to god and i would write letters to god about like god why is this happening to me could you make it stop And then we would go to church and then we pretended to be this family that we wasn't. So I had a really awkward relationship um, with God because I wasn't sure if he would, I wasn't sure if he heard what I was asking for. So I just felt ignored and forgotten. So that was my first journey with God. You mentioned that you were not raised by your biological parents. No, I actually was adopted at a very young age by my uncle and aunt. Was your uncle and aunt your mother's brother or sister or your father's brother or sister? Um, my mother's um, brother. You told me earlier about how you ended up in foster care. Could you talk a little about that? Sure. Um, well, I ended up in foster care at the age of 17 and a half. Um, like I shared before, like my household was very abusive, but I stayed because I have two other sisters and I didn't want us to be separated. So um, one day I was sitting in my closet and I felt that I heard God say that I could either um, like stay here where I, I know how bad it is, or I can go to the unknown. And I chose the unknown because I was tired of what I knew. So I figured, hey, what, you know, what, what else could, I wonder what else is in store. So I ended up going into the foster care system. Was it scary stepping out into the unknown? It definitely was, but I felt like 
I felt like because it was God and my faith was very like rocky. I was like, sometimes I believed in God wholeheartedly. And then sometimes I was just like, well, God, I don't know. But this, at this moment, I knew that God was saying it was okay and, and things would be all right. How was your faith after adoption? Um, um, do you mean like when I went in foster care? Sorry, uh, I meant to ask, how was your faith while in foster care? And how, if at all, did it impact your life? Okay, no, that's okay. I just wanted to make sure. Um, Sorry, that sounded a lot better in my head. No, that's totally okay. Um, my faith wavered. Like, I knew of God, but I didn't have a relationship. And I kind of totally went the farthest as possible from God. Like, I stopped going to church. Um, I really didn't want to hear anything about God. But um, uh, a f maybe after I aged out of foster care and I wasn't making such great decisions, I remember just having this conviction that um I needed to go back to church and it was so um strong that I just said okay maybe I'll just go um yeah at what point did you turn your life over to God and how did it happen um it was like honestly the music kept me there because it was just really good. So for a while, I really just enjoyed hearing the worship. Um, and then I started, as I started to begin to get more serious with God, I was more passionate about hearing like the word of God. So it was just weird at first because all my life, I just attended church. There was no commitment that I needed to make. Um, and it wasn't really receiving anything so this was the first time that it was actually I felt like God was saying this is you know like are you going to pursue me you know and so it was a little bit different this time around when I first went back to church I was kind of worried about whether or not I would be accepted or whether or not people would uh you know be too friendly and come up and run up and and like um basically forced me to stay in that church or if they would be the opposite and you know nobody say hi at all and I don't know I wasn't sure what to expect and I was a little bit intimidated by it I totally understand that how was your first Sunday back in church I feel like for me when I first entered the church it was a little bit hard because I didn't have my family and I feel like a lot of times in the church it's like oh um who's who where's your mom or where's your dad who's so and so to you um and I didn't really have that I was just coming in with absolutely no family members and just there by myself so I think the hardest part was just kind of not in a sense belonging to anyone or being connected um but I'm really grateful for God because he just placed someone who was going there that they became like a mentor and a sister and they really took me under their wings and just their desire like to know God and the relationship they had that really encouraged me and motivated me to get to know God more. So I was really grateful for that. My first Sunday in church after I lost faith was with the church group I was hauling when I worked for as a tour bus driver. Uh, they didn't know that I'd lost my faith, and they didn't know that they had made me want to get back in church. 
I told him a couple of years later, but uh, even after I decided I wanted to go back to church, it was at least a year before I really started attending church outside of work. I was, I guess, a little afraid of what I would find. I attended several churches before the last, uh, before the one that I go to now, and the first Sunday there, I knew it was the, it was, I knew it was where I belonged. Other than getting out of your abusive home as a child, and getting led to church, was there a time in your life when you just knew God was directing your path? Um, one cool story is, um, growing up. Um, Because I shared I was adopted, I only met my mom probably two times before my biological mom. And um, when I found out I was adopted, I was just obsessed with trying to find my mom. I mean, I would try to go through registries and stuff like that. Um, And I'm sorry, I went to a conference. It was called uh, Misfit. And I only went because of the name. And I really felt... What is Misfit? Um, it was a New York City conference where they were just basically saying how people a lot of times who love God are are considered misfits, like they just don't fit in. And the name just really caught my attention because at the time I really felt like I couldn't connect with anyone. I always felt like an outcast and a misfit. So I said, wow, I'll go to this conference. It sounds great. Um, and I ended up going, and for the first time, well, this will be the second time I I heard God, and he told me not to long for my mom or my dad anymore, and I couldn't understand why, because I wanted to meet them so bad, um, but I knew that was from God, so I, I stopped searching for my mom, um, and then about a year and a half later, my sister was on a train in the city, and we are from the, we're from Long Island, so... It's very rare that my sister would go on the train. But this day she rode the subway and she sat across um, and looked up and she saw my mom. And that's how my mom and I was reunited. And I just feel like only God could have done that. So that's like one of the greatest experiences that I've had with God. And also I just feel like God, through my through my relationship with God, he's He's guided me on things. He's affirmed me and just um, given me the support that is really needed. Is your mom a believer? My mom is a believer. So then, while you were praying to be reunited with your mom, I'm sure she was praying to find you as well. Yeah, it's really funny because um, the way I was searching for her, um, she was searching for my sisters and I. Like, every day she would, like go to like the courthouse and stuff like that. And it's interesting because she told me that a judge told her, don't wor- um, don't worry, you got to have faith. Someday you're going to meet your children again and you're going to be reunited. So it's interesting because that's the word that she held on to. Um, and we're reunited. <laughs> when I talked to you before, you told me a little about how you wound up in the custody of your aunt and uncle. Uh, would you mind sharing a little about that? Oh, sure, totally. So um, my mom had has a disability, um, and she was by the state. Um, she was deemed as like she wouldn't be capable of taking care of us. So as soon as um, sh- she gave birth, we were given over to the state. 
That must have been difficult for her. Yeah. People do a lot of things that are that they think that are right, uh, but often turn out to not be so good. But God has a way of making it work out in the end. Yeah. Yeah. God knows what he's doing. Yeah. I feel like definitely, like, looking back, I probably, I mean, as I was younger, I was really upset with God, and I didn't understand why I had to have this type of life or this story. Um, but it kind of reminds me of the story of Moses, how he had to go away and then he ended up meeting his mom again and had, um, he being cared for by his mother. So I, I just think that, um, the time apart, like I wouldn't have the life I had maybe if my mom was in my life during that time, but I'm really grateful to have her now. I think it's interesting. You mentioned the story of Moses and, a really interesting thing about that story, as horrible as it was, is that all that time Moses spent living in the house of the Pharaoh, it taught him leadership skills and many other skills that proved invaluable when he was freeing and leading the children of Israel. Ooh. Have you ever thought that perhaps the reason you went through all that you did is to prepare you for whatever amazing thing the Lord has planned for you. That is such a great... <laughs> that's that's way better than what I could have thought of. That's, that's awesome. Well, it may not be true. After all, I did just think it up, but it probably is true. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways, and even if it doesn't make sense to us now, God always knows what he's doing. That's very true. God does always have a plan. We just don't always always follow it. So what is your faith like now? And what role does it play in your life? Um, my faith now is a journey. Like, I am just trying to learn more about God and really live for him the way that he, he asked for us to live. Um, so yeah, I mean, just... Each and every day, I'm just building. You know, I don't think I'll ever be able to say I arrived or I'm this wonderful Christian. But um, just doing my best to to really hear God and to, to be obedient. I think most everyone struggles with faith sometimes, even pastors. Most people who say they never struggle with the faith are probably lying. <laughs> I, I know a few people who I'm sure never struggle, but the majority of us do. I know I would be lying if I said that I n- never have any doubts. Yeah, and that's why like, I think your blog and even the name of it is so cool because sometimes we tend to forget about like the recovering of our faith. Like Sometimes we, we do waver um, and we do have to go back to like just recovering our faith, you know? And I think many parts of my walk, my faith had to be recovered. So I think it's pretty cool are you familiar with the father that brought his son to the apostles and the apostles couldn't cure him well this man he brought his son to the apostles and they couldn't cure him and so then later he brought his son to jesus and jesus said with if you have faith all things are possible so this man said i believe and then i imagine jesus looked at him questioningly so (laughs) then he said lord Help my unbelief. 
And I think that I relate to that father a lot. I mean, a lot of times I have enough faith that Jesus can do something, but I don't necessarily believe that he will. I have enough, uh, I have enough faith to know that I need to ask for help with my faith. Yes, I agree. So your sisters, do they attend church? No, they're not plugged into a church right now, but I am totally believing that soon they will be. I have two sisters, and both of them struggle with faith to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Do you ever talk to your sisters about Jesus? Um, I know this is the part where I'm just like, yeah, I totally do. Um, but I don't because I'm really just... If we pressure people, they sometimes just tune out, so... It's usually better not to pressure them. I, for right now, I am just trying to be more of an example. Um, And also, I'm just praying and interceding for them. I just believe that God is going to, I don't know why, but I feel like he's going to use other people besides myself. Because sometimes we're not the people that are supposed to reach our family. Sometimes it's someone else. Um, and I believe it's that for my sisters. So, I mean, if they ask me questions, I am here and I'm always praying for them. And, you know, if God tells me to plug him in, I will. But um, I don't do it all the time. I'm not sure how familiar you are with this, but James, the half-brother of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't a believer of Jesus during the life of Jesus. Uh, he didn't become a believer until after the resurrection. Wow. And if you can imagine growing up with siblings where parents will say, oh, why can't you be more like him or why can't you be like her? (laughs) Well, imagine that, but with Jesus. He's better than anyone ever was. So imagine having Jesus as the older brother, that one you could never live up to. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I imagine sometimes there must have been a little animosity uh, toward Jesus from James. And that might be why he didn't believe during Jesus' life. But after the resurrection, he became a believer, and he brought a lot of people to Christ. That's a very good analogy. Like, that's very, yeah, wow. Definitely. Wow. That's very encouraging. And, like, wow. (laughs) So, for any of you who haven't uh, read it, uh, Desiree's blog is called... God's Little Treasures, and it's it's a really interesting blog. You guys should read it. And so, Desiree, uh, would you like to put out a little shameless promotion for your blog? <laughs> sure. Um, well, my blog is called God's Little Treasures, um, and it's on WordPress. So that would be God's Little Treasure.wordpress.com. Sorry, I should know this, but <laughs> I don't right now. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, your, the H, the, uh, URL for your blog, it's, uh, HTTP, um, it's, it's, a uh, anyway, it's HTTP, uh, colon, double, slash, God's Little Treasures blog dot wordpress dot com. I'll put a link to your blog in the description and in the show notes so that people can find it. Okay. What is something you want people to know, especially the youth? Um, I guess one of my biggest things was 
being a young person who was adopted and placed in foster care, um, I always just felt unloved and forgotten. And one of the biggest things that God did for me when I began to know him is I went from being an orphan to an, a daughter of God. Um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people that just feel like people don't care about them or that they're not thought of, but God does have plans for young people who are in foster care, who have been in foster care, or people who have been abused. There's so many different scriptures that are specifically for us that people don't realize. So that's really what I like to share. What advice would you give to people who are questioning their faith? I would say get to know God for yourself. Like talk to him. I feel like sometimes our faith is tainted because we're listening to so many different people who are making God something that he's not. And I know for a long time I had a hard time getting to know God because people made God to be this small person in a box when God is so creative. Um, and a lot of the rules that people put on him are not even from the Bible. So just getting to know him. Um, yeah. After I lost my faith, one time I was in at Des Moines, Iowa, and I encountered this pastor who, uh, he had street preaching and whatnot, and he stopped me and asked me what I believed, and I told him I didn't, and so he started yelling and screaming at me, and uh, I don't like to uh, use profanities or anything like that, so, and I like this to be a, P, a uh, I like the show to be rated E for everyone, so... I will um, not quite say what he said, but basically he told me that he would like, that the only reason he wouldn't do this is because he didn't want to go to jail, but if he could do it without going to jail, he would tear off my head and, and uh, feed it to his dogs, and then he would use the hole in my neck as a toilet. Yeah, that's horrible. And he would laugh the whole time he was doing it, and I thought, man, that's the most horrible thing anyone's ever said to me. And this man claims to be a man of God. Wow, that's... And even now, I wonder how many people this man has turned away from God. Yeah. A lot of people lose faith because of other people. And my heart hurts to think of all the people that that pastor probably turned away from Christ. Yeah, I agree. A lot of things uh, people attribute to the Bible do not, in fact, come from the Bible, uh, such as... Cleanliness is next to godliness, and not in the Bible. Uh, God helps those who help themselves, not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. God wants you to be happy, again, not in the Bible. And those are just a few of the examples. There are all kinds of things that people believe are in the Bible, but that's a, mostly, I think, because they don't spend enough time reading the Bible. Yeah. I've done it before, and I know a lot of people have that... Yeah, you judge Bible, judge the Bible, and judge God on uh, people who claim they're Christian, and often people who are Christian or claim they're Christian aren't always the best examples of Christianity. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah, and it's interesting because I I work with kids now, and sometimes I hear them share about like different pe people who are religious that they met, and it's always just. Like, they don't want to know God because they've met a person and they've 
they've thought that's how God is. So that's why I always like encourage people to just get to know God for yourself and see who he is. Yeah, that's definitely good advice. <laughs> Have you ever met your biological father? No, I haven't. That's still a, a, you know, a part of the journey I haven't reached yet because God did say that I, you know, not to long for my mom or dad. So. Is there anything else you'd like to add or anything else you'd like to say before we end? Um, no, just thank you again for allowing me to be in your podcast. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you, Desiree, for being on my podcast. You've been an absolute pleasure and an inspiration. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Uh, if you'd like to know more about Desiree, go check out her blog. Um, it would definitely be worth your while. And if you have any questions or comments, um, you can reach me at genecurl.com or you can reach me on Twitter at genecurl. And uh, if you would also, if you'd be interested in uh, being a guest on this show, you can also contact me that way as well. Uh, thanks for listening and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe so you never miss an episode. A new episode goes live every Wednesday. If you have questions, comments, have suggestions for a future episode, or if you would like to be a guest, you can contact me through my website, genecurl.com. Remember, it's gene like the unit of biological heredity and curl like a curl on your head. Please leave a review on iTunes, Google Play, or whichever streaming service you use. God bless you and keep you till the next episode.